Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Here on ZeldaDungeon.net, my name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha. It's Christmas! It's almost Christmas. It's almost it's, Christmas. It's so close, that beard is... It looks like a problem, Andy. <laughs> uh, it, it could be tighter. Yeah, it could be tighter. For, for anyone that doesn't watch us, by the way, um, we, we stream these episodes live on Twitch.tv, and we have these clips up on YouTube as well on the Zelda Dungeon page, and Al and I decided to get a little bit, uh, a little bit festive today. Because, 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 I want to let everybody know at the top of the show that we're taking next week off because uh, we didn't want to record on Christmas Eve and we didn't think that anybody would want to listen to Zelda Cast on Christmas Day. But don't fret, we will be back for one more episode before the year of our Lord 2024. And it's going to be just a nice review talking about the year of our Lord 2023 and, and what. Zelda did in that year, so I just want to let everybody know there will be no new show next week. Next week only, we will be back and in business on the 31st. The 31st? Yeah, I think so. I think the I think first so. Monday. Yeah. So Whatever that day is. The episode on the new year, but we'll record it the day before. Yes. Uh, yes, that that is correct. Um, well, I guess us. so. This is our last episode of the year, then technically speaking. Technically, is that right? unless you watch us on the thirty first. That's right. I got Santa hair in my mouth. This is gross. Gross. Um, all right, let's. Uh, well, we have a uh, we have a, a heck of a lot of stuff to get into today. Of course, as we kind of hyped up last week, the uh, the annual Zelda Dungeon Best Zelda Ever list uh, has been released, and Ooh. it was really good. Did you have a chance to read it? 
I had not had a chance to read it yet, and it's one of those things where I'm like, I need to give myself ample time because it's a monster. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I skimmed a little bit of it yesterday. We had a pretty busy day yesterday, but I, I skimmed yeah, a little bit of it. Um, but before before we get there, I think that we should uh, pour one out for something that is very near and dear to both of us. Yep. And, uh, of course, what I'm talking about is the the official death of E3. <laughs> it is, uh, it, it's dead and gone. And... And this was like, this was not a surprise. I don't think for anybody, like, I think we all yeah. saw this coming, but like, you know, it's, it's still a little bit sad to, uh, to see yeah. it, it go by the wayside. So they, they officially confirmed and I, I it hasn't happened in like the last couple of years, right? Not, not really, not in like a major real E3 capacity. Um, uh, yeah, official death that just cracks me up, but like yeah. at the same time, it's, it's sad. Like. That's an end of an era for us. Yeah, it, it it's too bad. And uh, what are we gonna do? Just everybody pick a day and do a direct? Well, is I that mean, it? that's that's pretty much the way that it's it's going are already you not, right now. They're not gonna do like floors or showcases anymore. Well, like I I mean I don't think so. Like that's that's the way it's been for the last couple of years, anyways. And actually, you have Nintendo to blame for the uh, the death of of E three because oh, without good. well without the Nintendo Direct format, like. You know, E3 is still here, it's still happening, and, and I don't think that anybody else kind of, you know, goes that direction, but um, it is sad, because there's there's a lot of great memories uh, associated with E3, a lot of great, ugh, a lot of great Zelda memories associated <laughs> with E3, uh, infamous memories, of course, I think we all remember, uh, you know, some of the Skyward Sword stuff that happened there, yeah. but you also have the the uh, Breath of the Wild reveal, too, one of the all-time great moments yeah, for Tears of the Kingdom. Like I can't help but think of like the Breath of the Wild like floor that they had. It was like so specific, and they had all the like the giant Bogoblin and the giant Link. Yeah. And people got to go and play the game, and I remember hearing about it. That was back during the Zelda Informer days, but um, yeah, I remember hearing about it. I remember getting like a trailer and being at work, sitting at work at like seven o'clock in the morning watching yeah. the trailer and. Yeah, so it's kind of I never and I never got to go. I always was like, I'm gonna go someday as media, but I never got to. So now yeah. I'm sad that I don't. I won't ever will. Won't ever will. We'll never. I we'll don't never know. You get know what that. I'm I I speak, yeah. Allison. I know what you're trying to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I thought that we should. Uh, I thought that we should just acknowledge that we're actually doing a an E3. We should do a coffee toast. Let's do it. Yeah. Raise your glass if you got one to uh, to E3. Rip E3. Rip. That's a, I got a good coffee today from Tim Hortons. Good, nice. Um, I don't remember what I was saying before that, so it probably wasn't important. But oh yeah, <laughs> we're doing a uh, an E3 retrospective on Omega um, this week, oh, so okay. we're gonna be talking about some of the highs and lows. We've done something similar in the history of yeah. the podcast before, so I didn't think mm -hmm. that was necessary, particularly when we got such a big feature coming out today. But um, thought that we should just acknowledge it anyways. So yep. yeah. All right, it's time. Best Zelda ever, 2023. Wow. Um, will you allow me here for a second, Al, to uh, to indulge myself just with a little, just with a little uh, spiel for a second? Okay. Well, I I wanted to say so this year, um, as a lot of people may or may not know, I I was the editor in chief of Zelda Dungeon for uh, for six awesome years from 2017 to uh to 2023 
And um, in 2023, I actually on the day that Tears of the Kingdom uh, came out, I it was, it was just a little bit too much. So I said, you know what, I, I'm gonna step down, and and I think it's time for someone else to maybe run with this and take care of the writing team and lead that charge and everything like that. And um, so I haven't been involved in the writing side, just the podcast side since that time. And and I bring this up because Best Zelda Ever was. Uh, it was something that kind of existed before, but not in the way that we know it now. And um, it, it was it was like kind of like a baby of mine. Like I, I thought that it would be a cool idea, and and the format was something that I wanted to try. And um, it was and I remember being very very proud of the first best sell ever that we did in 2017. And then uh, you know subsequent years, I, I felt like they were all like really really great. And um, it it kind of I'm bringing this up to to one say like. It, it was kind of, it was almost weird a little bit, and it made me made me feel a little bit sad in a way to like not be more involved with uh, Best Zelda ever this year. Um, that being said, it is a and and you know this, L. It is a mammoth, a mammoth mm-hmm. article by far the yep. biggest article that we write all year, and it takes multiple editors, multiple hours in order to 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 get it to where it needs to be in order yep. to go to the public. So um, that being said, I I. I was a little bit, yeah, I was a little bit like bittersweet seeing this, but I read it and I was so impressed and I was like, I was, I guess I was just like really proud at the way that it turned out and like really like, like it's a good feeling to like something that you started when you, when you leave, you know, cause mm-hmm. eventually we all leave Zelda dungeon, you know, eventually. Right. And to see that kind of continue and live beyond and not only live beyond, but like improve. I thought, like, I thought that, um, that Rod, uh, so, so Rod Lloyd, is the editor in chief of Zelda Dungeon now, and we're we've been partners forever. And uh, I thought he did such a good job, like such mm-hmm. a good job with it. And not just Rod, of course. Like I know that that Judy helped him edit, and David Laspy, and and Heather and Alex, and all, all like all of our great copy editor team. But this this really was like I think a Rod Lloyd spearhead production here, and I thought that it turned out great. I I never doubted that it would, but just you know what I mean, like just seeing it, like it, it made me feel like like sad, but also like really proud, you know. Yeah, I hear you. It's like it's like a legacy, you know? It's something that you get to leave behind that other people get to kind of take hold of and continue with. And yeah. just looking, like I said, I hadn't read it yet, but just looking at it and going down the list and I could see that the, the formatting's the same, that he really kept to, like, the statistics too, which was always a cool part. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, you know, each game says, like, what, who has the... Like it had a highest rank on somebody's list or a lowest rank on somebody. What it was ranked last year, the average people that played it, etc. Which I think is like a cool part of this feature, not just you know the list itself or what people thought of these games. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a massive list. I highly recommend anybody to go check it out. See where your favorite uh, Zelda game ranks. We're gonna talk about them today, and I'm sure um, our own lists where where these games like place on our own lists and compare. Um, yeah, definitely. So, Al, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna reset my camera. Do you want to explain to everybody how Best Zelda ever works? Yes. Well, ish. Uh, I'll I'll do my best. Um. <laughs> so basically, this used to be part of just like the writing staff would um submit like their lists of Best Zelda ever. It was all the main core Zelda games plus a couple spinoffs, I believe. Um. And now it's been kind of opened up to more staff, like much of the ZD staff at large. And for each... You and um, I were able to sneak our way in there still this year. We have, we have enough oh, cachet yeah. left yeah. where we can get yeah, our Yeah, Rod, was like, Rod yeah. was like, there's no list without you guys. So we're, I was like, we're legacy yeah, members. you're right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you right, there's no list without us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if I didn't get to be a part of this list, I would always keep my own list and compare because I would it's really fun. Um, I'm not too good with the point system. Can you explain the point system? Absolutely. Um, okay, so the way that uh, the point system works is that... So let, let me back up, actually. There's 23 games that are being ranked in best Zelda ever. So that includes all of the mainline Zelda games and those quasi sort of mainline game. Well, they're not mainline. They're, they're spinoff games, but the one, the big spinoff games. So there's four of them. There's Triforce Heroes. There is um, Cadence of Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors, and Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So the important thing is that there's 23 Zelda games. Now, the way that this works is I would have always asked people to privately submit their list of least favorite to favorite Zelda game, okay? And in an ideal world, all the writers have played 23 Zelda games. Now, it doesn't always work mm -hmm. like that, but let's just say my list, I have 23 Zelda games. So whatever I ranked dead last, dead last, the worst Zelda game, that gets one point. The second worst Zelda game gets two points. The third worst Zelda game gets three points. You can see where this is going. Whatever I rank at number one gets 23 points. And um, so basically what we do, there are 30 editors that, that contributed to this year's list. So it's it's a lot of work. You take all those lists, you assign the points, and you add them all up with that calculator, and you see what comes out on top. Now, a quick qualifier. If, for example, I had only played 20 Zelda games, um, what instead my list would look like is my least favorite game is still going to get one point. My my second least favorite game is still going to get two points. But because I'm missing three points, when it comes time to rank my absolute favorite Zelda game of all time, that game is only going to receive 20 points because there's still three that aren't accounted for. So mm -hmm. we, we, we kind of tinkered around with some different formulas and experiments, and we found that that was the most fair. The first year, Al, I tried to do this like Fakakta system where it was like an average point like if like six people hadn't played four swords adventures i was like well the six people that have ranked it here so like maybe it's an average and all times it was it was a mess so yeah uh, you know if unfortunately it kind of stinks for four games like four swords which are really hard to play in, right. in 2023 so like a lot of people haven't played them which kind of holds it down on the list but we that, that's pretty much the most fair way to do this thing yeah, I mean, and it looks like um, it looks like thirty staffers were pulled, and um, you know, speaking of four swords, like a third of them haven't been able to play. So it does kind of suck yeah. for those kind of games, but at the same time, it also speaks to the fact that you know it doesn't have a very big accessibility, anyways. So it's right. like hard for it to be a top tier Zelda game. Right. Okay. So. We're going to run through this list. We're going to talk about what we agree with. We're going to talk about what we disagree with. We're going to tell you how it differs from our list. And uh, if there's any uh, if there's any spicy quotes in there, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll read them out loud for for everybody too. But of course, as Al mentioned, I would strongly 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 encourage everybody to go take 15 20 minutes out of your day, read this list. It's awesome. So much work gets put into it, and it really is kind of like a encapsulation of like all the zelda dungeon writing staff because like everybody contributes to this list so mm -hmm. um yeah it's very cool should we kick it off let's get started okay let's go i just want to pull up my own list here for quick reference mm -hmm. got it okay so at number 23 this is already a travesty four swords the legend of zelda four swords now i want to be very clear i want to be very clear 
Um, this is Four Swords, not Four Swords Adventure. So as we all know, right. Four Swords was packaged with A Link to the Past on the Game Boy Advance in, in 2020, or I'm sorry, 2002. Um, very hard to play. Actually, pretty much nigh impossible to play. Unless, mm-hmm. unless you got Four Swords Anniversary Edition, which was only available for the 3DS eShop for like eight months, nine months, something like that. I don't know. I'm, I know I missed it, which is like a huge bummer. I've... You know, I've had to come to terms with, like, my very... I have a very collector's heart, and I try really hard to collect, like, all things of the thing I want. Which I've, you know, I've managed with Amiibo. That's not too bad. But, like, stuff like this, where I was like, I want to have every single Zelda game. I missed out on Four Swords. It it didn't happen for me, which is, like, a bummer. Because, like, if yeah. I, I would have loved to get the Anniversary Edition. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I and, and actually, in fact, I had the Anniversary Edition... However, I broke my 3DS and I had to get a new 3DS. Oh, so it was yeah, just like, well, there's no other way to download it because it doesn't exist mm-hmm. anymore. So, um, yeah, that's it, it kind of stinks. Like, you, you can get this game through the through the crime store, but uh, <laughs> I, we would never we would never recommend that on the, uh, the show. Um, right. So obviously the the biggest downfall for this game, as you might imagine, is a third of the writers, a third of the 30 people haven't played it. And right. so... And and let's be honest too, like Four Swords is fun, but it's easily surpassed by Four Swords Adventures. So right. the the people that had played it, I have to imagine, aren't ranking it like super super high. No, and I mean I've played it. Um, I played it in the in the past with a friend, but I most I don't really remember that. But I mostly played it at the marathon. And from what I remember, it is fun, but it's not quite, like, as fun as uh, Four Sword Avengers. So, mm-hmm. I don't know where you put it on your list, but it's, not. It's like, third from the bottom on my list. Number 21. Um, I'm actually, like, as we were speaking, I'm desperately... I copied my list, but there wasn't, like, the numbers beside them. So, I'm, like, really quickly editing it so I could just quickly, like, see where everything is so I don't have to, <laughs> like, count as, as I'm going down. So... <laughs> Give me one second here. I'll tell you exactly where I put on my list. But I mean, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like super high on my list either. But you might be wondering why I said that it was a travesty that uh, this list is. You think off something like else deserves the you, the bottom slot? You damn right. I okay. agree, but not the same game. So, so <laughs> don't 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 do that to me, Al. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm gonna give you some coal. Uh, so I had I had four swords at. Uh, um, 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 God damn, I just, I just edited my whole thing and now it changed all the, uh, the hard work that I put in. I had it oh, at, uh, at like 17th or something like that. So not, oh, not wow. like super, super high, not super, super low. It's like, it was like an acceptable, an acceptable list. I felt like, you know, okay. Like I'm a little worried spot. for what you have underneath it, to be honest. Well, yeah. There was uh, you, you might DS not games, you might I'm not assuming. like yeah you might not like what's underneath uh, it I have to sad. I have to be honest with you um, okay but this is my my bone of contention because at number twenty two this might be the most egregious thing on this whole list actually <laughs> the fact that it's this game is in number twenty two and not twenty three like dead last yeah the Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes I don't think it's that bad I don't think it's that it's like so horrible that it okay i'm looking at my list and i put it at 20 but (laughs) i just it's like i i have noticed that in my in the last few years this has definitely gone way down on my list but like it's it is a fun zelda game it's not that bad Uh, yeah but like 
it's not that good either. And and it's not that good when you're playing it the way that it's meant to be played. Mm-hmm. With his, which is with multiple people. And, and let, let me back up here. We're going to try... We're gonna try our best to not dump on on any specific Zelda games because I know that every Zelda game is somebody's favorite Zelda game. But mm-hmm. we have we have to be honest, okay? We have to tell the truth to you, listeners. I feel like always it's always the case where you get to the marathon. This is for you. You get to the marathon and you're like, ah, try first heroes is actually pretty fun because you get to mess around with your friends and have a good time and strategize and whatever. And we had a good time when we played together. But then the further you get from the marathon, the more you're just like, this game is not, not it. <laughs> okay, well, let's analyze that. So, can you play this game online right now with friends? No. Well, can no, you? I don't. No. I don't think so. And if you can, who the hell is playing Triforce Heroes? I think they recently got rid of that or announced that they're getting rid of that. Right. So that right. that begs the other question of can you play this game solo? Mm-mm. It's no, unplayable. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad solo. It's horrible. It it is it is a I mean you can, but it's not it's not good. You know what this is? <laughs> this is a desecration of the Zelda oh name. God. A desecration. <laughs> It's not that bad. Of the quality Zelda name that this it's game had. And not only not only is it unplayable, but like the gimmick is horrible. There's like these lame you know, costumes. There's, there's like some pretty epic boss fights though. Um, the fidget spinner is fun, I'll give you that. I hate the fidget spinner. We're not talking about Prismantis, but I mean like like the the Hinox, um, the lady, there's um the uh the the freezy snake i forget what it's named blizzard or something um but there's some like really cool boss fights and like some teamwork that you have to to use and i do think that a lot of the puzzles are fun especially later into the game which is hard to get without playing with friends you know so i do think that there's like some redeeming qualities at triforce heroes but i did rank it very low on my list because there are a lot more better zelda games where did you rank it number 20 do you want to guess where i ranked it Number twenty-three. <laughs> damn right. And it, it, if I could rank it lower, I would. Um, let's move on. I could remove it from the list. I would. You know what's actually funny? Looking at this list is that there is an equal number of people that have not played Triforce Heroes as have not played Four Swords. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. By the way, everybody, buckle in because this is going to be a long show. We have yep. a lot of games to get through. Um, so let's keep going here. This should make you happy, Al. Next entry on the list, number 21, The Adventure of Link. Where did you rank this on your list? Don't tell me, because I already know. Yeah, where is it, Andy? It's the same spot the Triforce series is on mine. Yeah. Um, It's fine that Adventure of Link is this low. And listen, I, I think I say this every time we talk about my dislike of this game i understand it i respect it i understand a lot of people really like it and i think that's really cool for you it's just not my cup of tea and the i feel like in the post it calls it the black sheep i think that puts it well i think it's more the black sheep than triforce heroes you know mm-hmm. it's a desecration I'm not gonna disrespect it that bad but like <laughs> I I agree. I just it's it wasn't the right direction for the Zelda series, and I think Nintendo knew that, and they dialed it back. So, yeah. I I, I want to actually I I want to back up just one last thing about Triforce Heroes. This is a great quote oh. from from our pal Sean. Triforce okay. Heroes is a victim of two crucial decisions by Nintendo. First, Nintendo made the decision to try and make Triforce Heroes playable for solo players, which was a complete disaster, and one that is in complete conflict with the best way to play this game. 
think that's pretty apropos. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Adventure of Link. I mean, I, like, I, I understand why people rank it low on their list. I, and I'm not going to pretend like I have it ranked super high on mine either. It's number 19. Um, it's a tough game to play. And it's like, I, I'm going to paraphrase here what Rod said in his write-up of, um, of the game here. Where, like, it, it's a game of its time, right? Like, a lot of NES games were very demanding, very difficult, very... Like, they, they shared a lot of, like, similarities with with Zelda 2. But, like, I feel like the truly great NES games, like Zelda, like Metroid, like Mega Man, um, like, those games are kind of able to transcend that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, still be fun, still be enjoyable to modern players. I mean, like, they're never going to be quite the same as, right. as, like, when they were first released. But, like, yeah, Adventure of Link, I feel like, really just doesn't... Like, it was it was a product of its time, and, like, there's no reason to remake it. There's no reason to do anything updating with it. So, like, it's I think it's just going to kind of stay like that. It's probably always destined to be, you know, a little bit lower on this list, mm-hmm. which is too bad. But, um, yep. I, I mean, I get it. So I get it, too. I'm fine with this. Um, Let's move on to our first spinoff of the the list here. And the greatest spinoff, in my humble opinion, but it's ranked the the lowest. And that is Cadence of Hyrule. And it's ranked at number 20. And I actually ranked Cadence of Hyrule at number 13 on my list. Oh, wow. It's pretty high. Um, I put it at 18. So I think it's a really fun game. And I think it's a really fun premise, but me personally, like I've said many times on the show before, I'm not really great with music. I'm not really good with like beats and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I find the beat mechanic a little difficult. And then I remember we played the 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 one with the mask, Symphony of the Mask, I think. Oh, and that one was really difficult for me. That was, that was like on a harder level. And so I remember thinking, wow, this is like really rough. I think the story is good. I like the art. I like the sprites. I like the gimmick. It's just I'm not good at the gimmick, so I'm not. I'm not really surprised to see it ranked a bit low because I do think it takes a certain player to really enjoy it. I agree. I, I actually I agree verbatim with that. Like I think if you like if you get it, then it's yeah. really fun. And like if you're kind of rhythmically inclined, then it's really fun. But if you don't, it's just it's not gonna work and like mm-hmm. the the game can be frustrating as well because it's like it's all randomly generated so there's no there's not that like aha when you figure something out in zelda right. which is also missing but like I, I really liked it and i think that the dlc was also like really strong um i mean the game you know it is what it is it's not winning any story points it's not winning any like best dungeon ever points but mm-hmm. it, you know it's got groovy music and uh and i think it's fun I, I get it, though. This is one I understand. Is this the one where it was like Synthrova was a boss fight? I do remember that yeah. boss fight being sick. So, <laughs> um, I started playing, speaking of Synth and Rova, I started playing Hotline Miami again last night. I don't I, know what that is. <laughs> you, should, you should play it. You should play it. Okay. It's very violent, though. Maybe oh. Don't, yeah, maybe, maybe don't play it if you're feeling festive. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's move on. Hyrule Warriors is next at number 19. Uh, I actually had this at number 22. I I don't like this this adventure very much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I really don't. It's just... Uh, I think it's, like, significantly worse than Age of Calamity, actually. And, I, and I should preface, like, I... 
of all the Zelda games, like, I, I beat the game, but I can't say that I poured a lot of time into it. Like, there's certainly a lot more for me if I ever went back to, like, go and do. So, like, maybe that's unfair of me to say that I think it's a second worst game, but it's just, like, it's just the same stuff over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, there's no purpose. There's no... You've got, like, these kind of cool Soul Calibur characters that show up, but, like, who are they really? You know? It's just... I, I think that those Warrior-style games just really just aren't my cup of tea you know yeah um i'm looking at my lists from the past i used to rank this game so high it came out in 2014 i think yeah i remember getting it like as soon as i got out of the military and um i really enjoyed it but as time has gone on it's fallen more and more on my list because i don't have any inclination to replay it I don't have any inclination to, and you guys know me, I like grinding games, but I don't, this is not the kind of grinding game that I enjoy, so, like, 100% is, like, ridiculous and bonkers in this game. Um, The hack and slash is a lot of fun, and the story's good, like, it's decent, and, um, but at the same time, it's just, like, I don't really have an inclination to replay it for those things, and so, as the years go by, this has gone, like, super down my list. It's number 16 right now, and I think I used to have it, like, high, like, top 10. Yeah, it used to be, like, I remember the first year you had, I was just like, geez, this is, are you sure this is right? Hold on, let me go back. 2017, Hyrule Warriors was... Oh, not 2017. 2018, because we didn't have it in 2017. Uh, yeah, I don't think we ranked it in 2017. Or 18. Okay, 2019, Hyrule Warriors, number five. I used wow. to have it really high. Yeah. Because wow. I liked it a lot. I liked the art style. I liked that they kept adding characters. Um, I like that there's, like, so many characters that you could choose from, and they're all so different. I like that I could play with my brother. It was something my brother and I played a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, as the years gone by and I haven't touched it, it's gone downhill. Especially after Age of Calamity came out. Well, I'm uh, I'm interested to see where this next one falls on your list. Speaking of games that go downhill, Al, because at number 18, we have yeah. The Legend of Zelda: Phantom Hourglass, aka one of those DS Zeldas. Now you, once upon a time, Al, when we uh, were first meeting each other, getting to know each other. I remember that you were quite the uh, the fan of this game here, and you were mm-hmm. uh, quite the speedrunner of it, as a matter of fact. And yep. uh, I wonder where this game has ended up on your list, because I'll give you a guess as to where it ended up on mine. It's definitely below, like, I'm going to say it's like number 20 or 19 on your list. Nailed it. It's number 20. Yeah. Yeah. I have it at, it's actually still pretty high for me. It's number 11. On my list. That is pretty high. It has it has gone down because it used to be like seven, six or seven. Um, because I think it has so much. It's got a lot of charm, and it's like, it's got some characters that I really like. I love um, I love Lineback. He's like a lovable scumbag. I think he's great. But you hate um, animated series Link. Uh, also yeah. a lovable scumbag. <laughs> they don't say similar <laughs> things. More. <laughs> More scum than bag, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Limebeck's more, more type of the scum bag that, like, he, he'll save his own skin, but then towards the end he has a, the redeeming feature of actually saving Link's life and risking uh. his own life. Um, I'm, I'm not going to touch animated series Link, but... <laughs> yeah, I have it at number 11, and, like, I totally understand why it's so low. I think the gimmick of the DS stylus is really rough. I got shoulder pains just thinking about it, yeah. and... um. 
you know, the there's a lot that I agree is kind of an issue, like the re the rehashing of the te- the Temple of the Ocean King. I get it, but I yeah. I still think it has some lovable redeeming qualities. So I rank it still a bit high. Yeah, look at this. It says highest rank eleven. That's me. I know that's me. <laughs> um, like I I agree with you. Like I I think it does have redeeming qualities. I I think the Temple of the Ocean King thing. Like, that stinks, but that's not, like, the fatal flaw for, for yeah. me. Uh, and obviously, we don't need to beat this up. I've talked about it for the last six years on this show. Um, the, the fatal flaw, which we'll get to when we talk about Spirit Tracks, is how the game controls. There's a mm-hmm. perfectly fine control stick, a stylus. Uh, not a stylus. A, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Joy D-pad. Joystick. Well, a there's joystick. a D-pad, too, actually. So there's a D-pad mm-hmm. and a joystick, and they're just sitting there completely not being used for anything and it just like it physically hurts my hand to have to hold my ds and i gotta tilt it i gotta tilt it sideways like this and then like <laughs> i hate like i just want to move link regularly and then and i hate having to like spin to to get him to roll and yep. and i joke about it on the show when i say that like the tingle tingles rose rupee line is my favorite ds game but like it actually is it's my favorite zelda game on the ds because like that game has like a lot of the similar charm that this game has but the only difference is that you control tingle regularly and then you do use the stylus to do other things but like you just you move regularly and that's such a big difference and it's like i wish i wish i wish i wish that there was some way or somehow that this game could get a second shot like with spirit tracks too where you just moved normally because mm-hmm. i think that both of these would jump exponentially no i'm not talking they're gonna like compete for top spots because like i do think that there's still like a bunch of other things with these games that that i don't personally like but um yeah like like this game has a lot of cool stuff going for it and i, I think it's just like that one you know that one fatal flaw that it just no matter what can't I mean, it's built around that, so you can't do anything about it. And if you don't like that, mm-hmm. all of the other stuff that this game does that's awesome doesn't matter. Right. Um, 100%. And, um, you know, pro strat for those who are interested in playing this game on the um, DS or on the Wii U is get a pillow in your lap and prop the DS on a pillow, and then especially if you have short arms like me, and then also your wrist on that pillow when you're using the stylus because, if, well, maybe this is not really pertinent to young folk but like for us older folk it starts to hurt after six hours of playing this game <laughs> I, don't, I also don't know that many people play these games for six hours straight like like you True. or i and nor should they by the way i would not no that. take a break yeah um okay let's go on to number 17 this makes me a little bit sad actually and it always yeah. does every year four swords adventures now i yeah. ranked four swords adventures are you ready for this i ranked it seven wow okay i think this game is awesome yeah Yeah. okay and actually i want to shout out something that makes me really proud so last year after uh after we released the best zelda ever i kind of challenged all the writers and i was like i want to see you guys play the zelda games you haven't played and uh, and i'm looking at the list this year and i see only six out of 30 people did not Mm -hmm. play four swords adventures that that makes me happy it makes me sad that it didn't rank higher but it just made me happy that more people played it yeah I love this game, man. I love it. It's so fun to play multiplayer. I think it's great. You and I have a a rich history of of teamwork and collaboration. 
we didn't do too good this year because we had to play it at 4.30 in the morning. And then we were like, yeah, let's stay up. And then by 2 o'clock, we were dying. Actually, and... let me correct you because that was the problem. We actually did too well because we were so tired that we actually just kind of got <laughs> Yeah, together. well, that's what I mean yeah. is like we didn't have as much fun right. and mess with each other. We were both like. We played really well. I, I <laughs> yeah, I was just like, Andy, I'm not dealing. I like looked at you and I was so serious. I was like, I'm not dealing with this BS today. <laughs> I need to go to bed. We're getting this done. <laughs> Yeah, usually I ignore that, but Al had the, the look in her eyes. I think this was shortly after the chicken wing uh, show too, so I was like, oh, okay, I don't remember. Don't mess but... with Al. Uh, yeah, I, I like. I, I said it every year. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna get on my soapbox and just say like, this is this is such an underrated game. And I like if you if you ever have the opportunity, if you ever see this in the wild, you should buy it because I think a lot of people are under the misconception that it's just a multiplayer game. And it's not. It's a really fun single-player game. And, like, it, it, changing your items and switching between the links, I'll grant you that. It can be somewhat clunky, but it's worlds better than Triforce Heroes. Worlds mm -hmm. better than Triforce Heroes. Like, not even in the same league. And um, there's, like, so many cool puzzles that you can do, like, by switching between all, like, the four links. And, like, uh, it, it's, just, it's a blast to play. And, of course, like, when you're playing with friends, the way that it's meant to be played, uh, granted, you need, like, a million gizmos and goobers and gimmicks in order to actually get there but like if you if you ever have an opportunity to do that it's so awesome man if you've never if you've never taken like you've never picked up allison and thrown her into the spotlight and the sneaking into hyrule castle level like you really haven't lived <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's a great time i wish it was higher i get yeah. it i get it um there's a great line in here though from rod that i want to uh that I just want to echo. And he says, and, and I said the same thing for years. It's like, this game I think would be higher if it was more accessible. Cause it's yep. really, it's like, it's just stranded. It's stranded on the GameCube. And you know, we, we've seen, we've seen Paper Mario come out. It's coming out uh, this year or, or 2024 rather. We've seen mm -hmm. some other like Pikmin that, that has also been freed from the GameCube. So maybe, Maybe there's a world or a chance for this game. I, I always thought that this would have been the perfect game to port when Nintendo finally got their act together and gave us, like, online services, but... Yeah. Alas. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Um, all right, let's move on. Number 16, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And uh, I'm pretty much on par with this. I had this ranked at number 17 on my list. Okay, I had it at 14, but it's been higher in the past. It's gone down since, again, the longer we haven't played it. But yeah. also, I think, like, after we started getting the DLC, it really started going down in my eyes. That DLC stunk. Actually, somebody said something along the lines in this uh, in this article. I think it was Judy who said that um, the DLC, rather than helped it, actually hurt it for a lot of writers. I completely agree with that because that DLC just stunk. Mm-hmm. There, I think it had some stuff in it, the DLC that was cool, um, like Zelda be able, being able to be on the Master Cycle Zero as that a weapon. That was cool, yeah. That was cool. Um, the, we didn't see the um, Guardian coming out of nowhere being a playable like kind of thing. Yeah, that but was is that one a of good surprise or is that just yeah. like a surprise for the sake of surprise? I don't know, I thought it was cool. But, and then we also knew that Suga was coming, but I think Suga is actually really cool as a playable character but then there was just like there was just a bunch of other stuff that didn't really help it and then it also the bad marketing behind it really just 
Yeah. China didn't set a good example for Nintendo. It was just kind of like, ugh, wrong, step in the wrong direction there. So, yeah. We, we talked about it. It's like, in a bubble, I really liked playing it, and I enjoyed my time with Age of Calamity. I'd probably never play it again, and it just, it just kind of, like, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth, I feel like, with the, the way that the marketing went and, like, the story was supposed to be and all that kind of stuff. It, it kind of, and I know it didn't retcon, but it kind of felt like it was retconning what happened to the, the champions too. Like, yeah, a little bit, you know, you know, we, we like kind of faced the fact that they were, they were gone and then all of a sudden they're fine and everybody is fine and time travel saved all. And it's just one of those things where it's like, ugh, I don't well, like time travel saving all. And like, and like, it's never acknowledged anywhere again either. And and like, I get mm -hmm. it, it's a spinoff, but they didn't market it as a spinoff. They marketed it as what happened before Breath of the Wild. So exactly. I think a lot of people had very realistic expectations that this would be a canon game and it wasn't. And um, I think that that is, the, a, I think that's responsible for it. I think one placement. of the strengths that it had for sure was Zelda. Like Zelda as a character getting to see her like grow through this journey, even though it wasn't the actual journey that she went yeah. through. And, but I feel like her growth was what saved her as a character for me. Like I didn't like her before. I mean, I wouldn't say I hated her, but like I didn't, I didn't have fond connections to Zelda until this game came out. And then I was like, Oh Okay, I, I understand her a lot more. So I think that was a strength it had, but not right. that big a strength. Let's move on. Uh, 15, Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. Hey! Well, I ranked this one actually at 21, unfortunately, Aww. for Spirit Tracks. You need to replay it. I do need to replay it. I think I'm on year four of saying I'm going to replay it uh, pretty quickly <laughs> here. But I just, like... I just don't want to, you know, like, like what, what we talked about earlier with the, uh, uh, with the controls, it's like, you have to fight the controls to play this game. You have to fight the freaking flute in order to get it to play what you actually mm. want. And it's just like, I'm just, I'm not interested. And like the rest of this game isn't like a big enough draw for me to, to, to like put that all aside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I think that the story is fine. I think that the train gimmick is fine. Um, I don't know, like, the, the villains are, they're fine. You know, mm -hmm. the dungeons, I think, are, are fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like everything's fine. It's just that it's really ruined by this by this crazy control scheme that they have. Yeah. Um, I had Spirit Tracks at 9. I hadn't played oh. it until last year, I think, right? I think you played um, it last, last year, in 2021. Yeah, whichever year. Um... But and it and I remember that I was like instantly like oh, I'm so glad I finally played this. It's much yeah. better than Phantom Hourglass. And I agree with you. Like the stylus is not great. Um, I the flute is really cool as a concept, but also not great. Um, I think that Josh actually helped me kind of fix my flute problems last this last year at the marathon. Told me I wasn't holding my notes long enough. So once I did, I think I did a lot better. Than the year before. Um, my only problem with Spirit Tracks is that I play it at the marathon and it does feel like it gets to a point it feels like a slog. I definitely yeah. would recommend just playing this in little bits because otherwise it's really good. Zelda is so cute and charming as your little companion. And the um, some of the boss fights are really cool and interesting. And I like some of the puzzles in the dungeons. It has, in my opinion, one of the best ice dungeons because I don't really like ice dungeons. But... It's my, my favorite dungeon in that game. So, yeah, I think it's actually really good. Was it was it this year or last year that I 
sat with you and watched you play for not all of it, like most year, of it. Yeah. Because last year, this year we had teams playing. Last year I was supposed to play against Ashton, but Ashton uh, that's right. yeah. had flight issues yeah. as per usual for poor Ashton. And uh, yeah, you just kind of sat with me while I played by myself. That's right. Um, that That's probably as close as I'm getting to replaying Spirit Tracks anytime soon <laughs> for, for being honest. Let's, let's move on. Let's talk about number 14, the legend of Zelda, the original legend of Zelda. This game for me, Al, had a massive jump on my list this year. I think regularly oh, yeah, I've been ranking fun... it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had it like in and around this spot, actually, usually in my list, like 14, 13, somewhere around there. I had it at number eight this year. And um, yeah, so so I was I was told, it's like, hey, you're playing Zelda at the marathon. Because I was just like, I don't care. I don't care about winning. Give me whatever nobody else wants to play. So they're like, you're playing Zelda. And I was like, okay. And, um, and just going through this game and like, like playing with Goo, playing with Adriel, playing with everybody that that played this year, like I just I kind of had like a newfound like appreciation for it and like just a, a respect for it and like I always did, but like I was also just like, damn, this is like really fun. Like if you if once you kind of like get in the groove and like you're you're not like completely lost, like you have some kind of idea about where you want to go. Like I think it's a really fun game. Now I now I get it. Obviously, it's it's a game of its time. It's thirty. Yeah what 37 years old now so it's certainly not for everybody but um for at least for me this year i it, it did it jumped up my list for sure okay fair enough i always feel bad every time we talk about legend of zelda on this list because it's always second to last on my list and it's not it's not out of like disrespect i respect like where our zelda series came from and it's from this game and i think it's a fantastic stepping stone but like you said it's a it's a game of its time and mm -hmm. i just don't care for games of that time like it's just not my cup of tea yeah, and that's well, really that's the fair. only thing that's kind of holding it back for me um clearly like other games have been inspired by it like breath of the wild wasn't heavily inspired yeah. by this game and i love breath of the wild so clearly i just like more modern games so i don't yeah. i don't say it's last second to last on my list because i hate it it's just it's not my it's not my cup of tea well, that's fair. Um, I mean, it, it's certainly it's certainly not for everybody, and it certainly you know is a product of its time. So, so I get it. But I don't know. Like I, I guess I would just say like play it on the Switch. Like there's there's a lot mm -hmm. of like really fun. Like if you if you go Life of Luxury mode, like you could start off with like all these great power ups, and like you can use rewind, and like it it really it does make a difference if you're playing it. Um, I, I I couldn't sit there and recommend that. If you're iffy about it, you play it as it was originally meant to be played on like the NES, but play it on the mm -hmm. Switch. It's it's a good time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh let's go up here to number 13. The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. What a cute little picture this is. Huh. Cute little subrosions. Yeah. I love this game. I had it I, like I had it at number 11, so not you know, not too terribly like far off the mark. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I actually I prefer this one to Oracle of Ages. Um, just I, I do too. I like the the way that the seasons look. It's such a small mm -hmm. thing, but like I just I think that it's really charming. Mm -hmm. um, played this at the marathon this year with Lulu. We did not do well. We did not finish the game. <laughs> That's all right. I don't think the other team did either. I don't think. Okay. But they certainly Fair finished enough. further than we did. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, it's got, like, a lot of charming stuff, like, the, the date with Rose is fun, the season, uh, the season gimmick is fun, I think, like, you know, it's, it's just, like, a solid adventure, like, a solid little compact adventure that doesn't mm -hmm. overstay its welcome. 
I think you could maybe argue in certain spots Oracle of Ages does overstay its welcome a little bit. And yeah. uh and it's challenging, which I like. So um yeah, this is like a solid like mid card Zelda game for me. Okay. I think that's fair. I I do really enjoy Seasons and Ages. I like Seasons more, like you said, for the basically the same reason. I think the puzzles with Seasons are fun when you have to change the Seasons is cool. Right. It's just, like again, it's kind of one of those games of their time. It's not really my in my wheelhouse, so I kind of ranked it a bit low. I ranked it 17. But yeah. that doesn't mean that I... I don't think it's a solid Zelda game because I think it is. Like, I think it's actually a really fun, solid Zelda game. It's just that when I think about it, there's 16 other Zelda games I'd rather play. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it does. Like, I, I get it. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't really have too much more to add other than I think, like, I think at some point a remake is definitely coming, and I think that that will probably. I think that. Bump it, actually. I think it would bump it. I, not, yeah. not a lot, because, I mean, I think the games are what they are. But, like, right. I think it would bump it. Uh, which which leads us right into number 12, of course, which is Oracle of Ages. And and actually, surprisingly enough, in years past, um, these games don't always rank right beside each other. There's been games, like, in between them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been a few years where Seasons has finished first. There's been a few years where Ages has finished first. I think, like, I think historically... Like, Ages is one of Mossy's favorite games, so he always kind of, if he's getting in on the list, he always kind of bumps it up a little bit higher than it usually is. Um, I had it at number 15 on my list. Um, so, okay. So a couple spots below Seasons, but, you know, pretty much the exact same thing that I said about Seasons applies to Ages. The only thing that I think that Seasons has over Ages is that there's that one spot in Ages that just, like, grinds it to a halt where you lose all your stuff on um whatever island that you get stranded on Toke island Toke is that island yeah yeah that was That's rough tough. i remember that i mm-hmm. feel like um i feel like i like i love i love the dungeons in oracle of ages but they are like they're a commitment like particularly jabu jabu and like explorer's crypt like those are those yeah. are big monster dungeons. And to be yeah. fair, Seasons has that too in Sword and Shield Maze, but there's only one of them. And I feel like there's like three of those bad boys in, in Ages. Mm-hmm. There are times where I do feel like dungeons overstay their welcome. Like even yeah. though they're filled with awesome puzzles, it's just like, okay, this is getting a bit long though. Um, and I did feel that with Ages. and um, But I do like, this is how you and I discovered that it's called the bootstrap paradox. I do like how you go back in time and you realize that you're setting forth what you're doing in the future. And so it had good puzzles that way too, yeah. aside from the season gimmick and seasons. So there were a lot of really cool things about Ages, but again, it's not like one of those Zelda games I'm rushing to play. So I I ranked it 19 on my list. All right. Let's go to number 11. This breaks my heart <laughs> a little bit. It breaks my heart. But I, I knew it was coming because for the past <laughs> four, five years, mm-hmm. Minish... The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap is number 11. And and this game is kind of an odd game in in terms of, like, Zelda Dungeon. Because, actually, I'm going to read verbatim what Rod wrote, because I think he put it really well. The Legend of Zelda the Minish Cap represents the spiritual middle of the ranking, sitting on an island of its own, because it's between games that earned over 300 points and those that earned over 400 points. So, this game separates the merely good from the truly great. And, and he's right. So this game always finishes with like significantly more points than like Oracle of Ages and Seasons and the original Zelda, but it never finishes with enough to challenge any of the games that come before it. And mm-hmm. of course, now there is a new 
game that's out. Yeah. That obviously, we knew would be in the top ten. So I don't know that Minish Cap is going to get back to that that level, which makes me sad because it is a little I, sad. I mean, I haven't ranked it number three on my list. I love this yeah. game. I love um, love this game. I feel like that makes what you said and what Rod said makes total sense though, because it's like it's. It is a game that where if I had to if I had to choose between like Link's Awakening, the, the Seasons, the Ages, or Minish Cap, I think I would go Minish Cap every time because it's not just a yeah. step above, but it's like two steps above. But the other games are like five steps above, so it's kind of it's kind of got an unfortunate spot, and I get it. I personally, okay, la- let me let me say this. Remember last year when I sent you my list and you immediately replied back and you were like, 18th. Minish Cap is at 18. I, thought, I thought we were going to have to cancel the Zelda cast. I honestly <laughs> did. <laughs> but then, but then Minish Cap came out on NSO in January, I believe, of this year. Yeah. So I immediately played it and I loved it. I mean, I played it before. It's just been such a long time, long, long, long time. So I replayed it and I was like, oh my God, I forgot how good this was. The dungeons are fun. The It's so charming and it just looks great. And the story is pretty good. So I bumped it up to eighth. Yes. That's 10 spots. Yes. That's 10 spots. So yeah. yeah, I'm back on the Minish Cap train. You're back on the nice list this year, Al. No coal <laughs> for you. <laughs> No, I love that. I, I love this game so much. I think it's like the most criminally underrated Zelda title. Um, and I'm glad that more people did get to play it this year. Um, yeah. Because I, I feel like that was also something that held it back a little bit. So only two people out of 30 have not played the Minish Cap, which is amazing. Um, yep. I, yeah, it's just it's so charming and so whimsical that uh, I love it. It's it's as, as I mentioned, it was number three on my list. So, oh. Let's look at wow, 10. this next one's rough. Uh, so some this is gonna cause some uh, disruptions, I think, in the comments of ZeldaDungeon.net. Number ten, <laughs> The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. Ooh, yeah. Now, I I guess I shouldn't feel like you know like that kind of like struck be- because I. I ranked it at number 16 on my list. Okay. I mean, yeah, I ranked it low too. Well, lower. It's number uh, 13 on my list. But it's always been kind of middle for me. Are we bad people? No, I don't think so. Here's the thing. I I think A Link to the Past deserves like a lot of respect too. It kind of like in it reinvigorated the series. Um, and it set like the tone for a lot of the Zelda formula. And... I do think it does deserve to be a higher rank, like, overall for people. But, like, for us, obviously, it's just there's other Zelda games that we think are better. I'm so shocked that it fell, like, six slots. It used to be ranked number four. And I think it historically played pretty high in this list. Now, I I do want to say, reading this list, it sounds like uh, number seven to number ten. Those spots were highly contested. There was, like, literally, like, a couple points between those games. Which does happen. Which does happen. Yeah. but yeah, wow, that's uh that seems like sacrilege kind of in a way, you yeah, know, it like does. That, that this game is so low cuz it really is like you know, obviously the OG Zelda was the birth of the series, but in, in like a lot of like really a lot of really true ways, like Link to the Past really was the one that got this series started off and in, in shaped it into game. the series mm-hmm. that we know today. Now, I it's not my first Zelda game, but like I think 
I, I think for me, and, and and Rod and Judy kind of summed it up here. I'm going to paraphrase what they said, but like, I think to me, maybe a reason why this game doesn't rank higher is because it is so solid. Like that, it doesn't need a remake. Right. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. need one. It's still very playable. But like, the further the further way you get, because it doesn't need a remake, that means you don't have an opportunity to give it a new coat of paint, get it to new audiences, give it like some quality of life updates, um, give it uh, just remaster the music, do a little something with the graphics. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, I think that that would probably help it go a long way, but. I, th- I think instead of doing a remake, obviously we got a link between worlds. So like, right, and that's probably like all those things you just said. That's probably why a link between worlds now ranks above it, which is so, crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I feel bad now, like ranking it where I did because I, I, I feel, feel like it's too. disrespectful <laughs> to this Zelda business ranking it number sixteen. On I the think list. we were talking last week. It might have been off the show, but we were talking about how maybe next year we would want to replay this game and do like a Q&A or a retrospective or something. And I think that would be, I think maybe it's time looking at this yeah. ranking. I think it's time that we retouch it ourselves. Honestly, I almost started playing it um, the other night. Like, cause I was, I'm in between games now, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I have a little certain, certain something coming for Christmas as mentioned that we're going to cover, but yeah. I was yeah. like, I finished Castlevania and I was like, oh, what should I play? Should I play? I don't know one of these games that I bought and I've never opened before. And I was like, no, 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 I'll just go to the, see what's on the SNES app. And uh, I was looking at that and I was really close. I was close to playing it. Nice. Yeah. So it will happen. We'll, well, it, yeah, I think we're, we're there maybe next early next year. We'll get into it. Well, at number nine, right ahead of it is the game's spiritual sequel. That is a link to the past, a link to the past, a link between worlds <laughs> rather not a link yep. to the past. Uh, link between worlds is at number nine. I had a link between worlds at number nine on my list. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, that's actually higher than I thought because, uh, like before, you 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 like the game, but you're like, uh, art style sucks. And like, I, like I think it does kind of suck actually. But like, no, it everything doesn't. else about the game, I really love. Like, I love <laughs> a link between worlds. It's super charming. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I love. Like it's got just the right amount of like collectibles. It's got just the right. It's got like it just does. about the right the right amount of like freedom to go do what you want, but structure to like keep you on track. Like yeah. I, I really I think that it's a really fantastic game. Yep. Um. I put it but I, I, yeah, six. that art style. I don't know about it all. I love, I think it's beautiful. I love the vibrant colors. I think it's great. Um. Yeah, I had a number six on my list. I think it deserves to be up here. I feel a little bad that it's above the link, but to the past but i personally rank it above a link to the past so right maybe i don't feel that bad um i mean like like i said like in a lot of ways like this is a link to the past just with like quality of life improvements and and other different things like i'm not surprised like i i think as like the zelda dungeon staff keeps on turning over and you know the old guard like us kind of yeah goes goes by the wayside like i think you're gonna see like this game consistently outrank, um, you know, some of those some of those other classic titles that, that we talked about, like A Link to the Past particularly. So, um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Number eight. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Woo! You know, I, I think I've just come to terms with the fact that this game will never be loved by the Zelda community. Like, I love it. This is my second favorite Zelda game. It's on the number two spot. I think 
I think that you know when I think of Zelda, I think of Skyward Sword. Like it's it's got everything. It's got amazing dungeons. It's got amazing story. It's got amazing pacing. It's got amazing. If people are gonna scoff at that, but I think it's true. It's got amazing <laughs> music. I'm like, and and people people will say this and knock against the game. And and I kind of get some of it, but I also kind of don't. So like they're gonna say that like ah oh, the game babies you and it holds your hand and blah blah blah. You know what? Okay, fee. She does kind of ring your bell a lot and just say like, "Hey, like this is a uh, an amber. Have you seen this before?" It's like, "Yes, actually, I have." But like, I really like it. Kind of bothers me when when people are like, "Oh, you just return to the same areas like over and over and over." It's like, yeah, but everything's different every single time that you go there. It's like a new exciting challenge. And people, for whatever reason, pick on the tad tones specifically. And damn mm-hmm. it, those tad tones. That's fun. Swimming in Skyward Sword is great, and it's just like a fun, relaxing little thing to do. Like I. I don't get it. I love it. I think it's really fun to go back. It's like, it's a very Metroid Zelda game in a lot of ways because it's like, yeah. you're going back to the same area and you're digging a little bit deeper. You're, you're doing things, you, you're unlocking parts you couldn't get to before. I think it's fantastic. Um, however, I I am at peace with the fact that seven, eight, nine, that's just where this game is going to be every yeah. year. And uh, as long as there's a few of us Skyward Sword defenders left, well, I guess that's all you can ask for. Yep. I think it, I, the more I think about it and the, as the years go on, the more I feel like it deserves it, at least to be in the top 10 and I'm okay if it's there. You know, you want to hear something sad though? Hmm. Last year it went down on my list. This year it went back up one, which is good. So it's number three on my list. Okay. It used to be number one for a long time. Long but time. the sad thing is, is that we had a marathon admin meeting a few weeks ago, and Mossies was asking us if there was anything specific we wanted to play. And he went, came to me, and he's like, "Do I put you down for Skyward Sword, like usual?" And I said, "No, I think I'm done playing Skyward Sword at the marathon." You know what? I actually like. I get that because, like, people don't realize like playing a game at the marathon is not how you should play these games. Twilight mm-hmm. Princess is a great example. Like, yeah that like that kind of bleeds into me where it's like do i is it my favorite zelda game no is it probably the fact that i played at the marathon for 12 hours straight that also kind of drags it down for me a little bit yeah probably so like i would never want to play skyward sword like start to finish because i don't want to hate skyward sword like it's just right it's too and long that's kind of, i feel like that's what's happening is like i play it at the marathon because i love it and i want to volunteer for it but when you sit there for that long playing that game it's too it, much it, 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 it is too much. Like, you have to take breaks. And I'm, like, I'm getting to the point where I'm, like, I'm starting to see the effect where I'm, like, I'm not liking yeah. or enjoying this game as much anymore. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen. So, yeah, I feel bad that I, that, I, that I did that to Skyward Sword at the marathon. But at the same time, I feel like it's it's helping my relationship with the game. <laughs> um, I, I made my Skyward Sword Zelda Dungeon Marathon debut last year. And I was victorious, yeah. actually. I'm, the reigning, Yo, he, okay. I'm the reigning champion of Skyward Sword. You were not victorious. <laughs> Hold on. Who won Skyward your Sword? Tell teammate, me the team name. You're, you were the baggage of your teammate. You well, were you know meant what? to like hold your teammate back. That's what you were there for. And you, you did a good job at that. Let me tell you something my father told me, okay? <laughs> you can't get on a plane and travel somewhere without baggage. <laughs> and, and do you know where we traveled? We traveled to Victory City. <laughs> oh my God. Stay in a five-star hotel, Team Canada. Yeah, you were really you were really helpful to Team Canada. <laughs> I will never forget being called back way earlier than they said that I was supposed to be called back. 
<laughs> and having to play the silent realm after sitting outside. They were like, you need to get down there right now. He's going way too fast. <laughs> yeah. They were, oh, they, they, they told me I had at least two and a half hours. So I'm hanging outside yep. with Gooey. We're doing our thing. And I was just like, oh no, this is not good. <laughs> Worse. So, no. Yeah, not oh, good. No. Uh, all right, let's move on. Number seven is The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I'm pretty okay with that. I had it at number four on my list, actually. I really love this game. Uh, and, and by the way, so so we what we should have mentioned earlier, and uh, and I apologize that we're just mentioning it now, but the way that Zelda Dungeon do, or the way that Zelda Dungeon does like remakes and, and enhanced ports and stuff like that is, and Link's Awakening is a great example. So we just kind of like lump them all together. So if basically the game... When I say Link's Awakening, whatever you think of when you think of Link's Awakening, that's what you rank. So if you think of the original Game Boy game, that's what you rank. If you think of Link's Awakening DX, that's what you rank. If you think of 2019, that's what you rank. And if you think of all three, you may, I don't know, maybe put them in a pot, get a get an average and, and do whatever you want. Or maybe you just want to forget that the first two existed and just rank the last little bit. That's okay, that's too. Me. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, um, so I, I should have mentioned that earlier, but uh, yeah, I, I like this... Uh, I like this ranking. And although I'm going to call out Rod Lloyd right here because he said that no one had ever ranked Link's Awakening first overall before this year. But that's actually not true. Somebody ranked it first overall in 2019. Oh, wow. Matt. Matt. I'm so sorry, Matt. I forget your last name, but I I remember you ranked Link's Awakening first overall. Hmm. Okay. This is kind of one of those things where even though I I think of the 2019 version of the game, it still plays like the Oracle and Season games as in like it's still very similar in my opinion where it's just like it's got solid dungeons, it's got solid story, it's got solid progression, but it's still not something I'm reaching out to play. So for me it was 15. So I got like 15 and then Seasons was 17 and then Ages was 19. Golly, that's like a dagger right to my heart, Al. What you can like? I think Minish Cap. Where I put Minish Cap should trump that. Well, yeah, I mean it does, but but still. Um, so Link's Awakening fell down my list a little bit last year because I hadn't played it in a little while. I played a lot of Link's Awakening this year, uh, obviously practicing for the marathon. And I like, I you know I don't I do not care about winning anything, but I have to say I was like kind of impressed with myself because I killed it i did really good nice. I, I beat like everybody by like a good half an hour in this game nice. and i was like I, I was like am i like a good zelda player like, what, <laughs> what's happening here i i've never considered myself a good zelda player but when i was done i was like i might actually be like the greatest Link's awakening player of all time um so i, was I that was in there ashton wasn't there i'm guessing i don't know she's probably she's probably stuck in a terminal somewhere waiting for a flight <laughs> oh um, <laughs> Sorry, Ashton. Or Ashton. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I really like Link's Awakening, um, mm-hmm. specifically yeah, the DX version. Like I I and I like the new version too. But there's something so like surreal about uh, Link's Awakening DX. I feel like that just it's so it's so weird and so bizarre that I I just I like it. I like it a lot. So um, yeah, happy to see it do pretty well on this list. I actually think it's been like either number seven or number eight almost every single year that we've ever done this list it didn't really get a bump when the when the remake came out which i thought was surprising that is interesting Hmm. let's go to number six how about how about that the legend (laughs) of zelda twilight princess oh that took a fall falling from grace it was number three last year and uh falls to number six this year wow i i'm not mad at that i'm not you know I'm really interested 
because like clearly we there's two games we haven't talked about and i think those were the two most played zelda games this year so i feel like they really bumped out some games that were like normally really highly ranking so this is interesting um i ranked the set number 12 it's middle of the pack for me i love the premise of this game i just don't enjoy playing it so i'm again i usually consider this like a top five zelda game in the series for most fans so it's like really interesting to see it this low What's uh what's twenty three divided by two, like twelve point five something like that. Yeah, so it wasn't quite middle of the pack for me, although I I think it actually did go up in my ranking this year a little bit. Okay. Um, and I I actually don't know why that is. Maybe it's just because like you didn't play it at the marathon. That that could be that that very well could be why, but uh, for some reason I feel like a link to the past, Age of Calamity, Oracle of Ages all fell behind it. Uh, so mm-hmm. I have it ranked at number fourteen this year. Wow. Nice. I, I, you know, I was trying to trying to leave my old self in the past, Al, and turn over a new leaf. And <laughs> part of that was just like, you know, I, I just, I want to focus on the great aspects of Twilight Princess because there are so many great aspects of Twilight Princess. But like, I'm, I'm just reading, I'm reading these people's comments here, like from Alexis and from, from Emmy and Brandon and Connor, and it's just like they think it's like the greatest game ever, and I'm just like, I just, I, no, I don't see it. I don't see it like the opening. I mean, I don't want to say it. You know what word I'm thinking of? Yeah, I do. I was waiting for it. I should I? Well, okay. One last time. I mean, it's a miserable opening. It's a miserable opening. <laughs> um, and, and we don't need to go over that. But like, I just like, and I'm reading some of these, some of these comments where it's like, I love the art style. It's just like <laughs> Twilight Princess. <laughs> that game? Okay. I think the art style is fine. It's just if it if it was done at a different time, I think it would have looked a little bit better. It's very flat though. Um yeah, I I don't know. Like I I do wonder maybe like maybe as we were talking, maybe if I don't play this game at the marathon for like a couple of years, maybe mm. maybe it starts to like creep back up a little bit. Although yeah. I mean like to be fair, like when I when I do play it at the marathon, like a lot of people practice and a lot of people like get times for their games, and yeah. like so little is is expected of me that like all I have to do is like show up and they're and I'm like should I like practice and Moss is like well no don't worry about it like just <laughs> just be funny and I'm like yeah. okay I can do that like and and so like by being such a bad Zelda player it actually gives me like a little bit of. Uh, little bit of an advantage in terms of like my my preparation for this game so yeah maybe that's another reason why it's slowly kind of creeping a little bit back up too mm-hmm. so who knows all right let's move on we've got number five the legend of zelda majora's mask i had this yes. at number six although okay. honestly my top six are like very close together yeah I would say three to six could have been like in any order on any other different day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I feel like my top five usually kind of switch around and it depends. Um, sometimes a game slips in there because we played it recently or yeah. more recently than something else that I played. So Majora's Mask has gone up my list over the years to be in my top five, I believe. Like it's kind of always been like six seven and then slowly over the around years, that, that upper echelon yeah slowly over the years it's gone back into top five especially after we did that the 20 year uh like anniversary we did our own playthrough and whatnot um 
I feel like there's parts of Majora's Mask I don't really like playing like some of the dungeon bits i don't like but like the game overall is such an experience Mm -hmm. and there's so much that you start to recognize as an adult like as you start to become more emotionally mature you see how much emotion is in this game and i think that really like touches me so it's number four on my list this year yeah great spot for it um well i mean what what do you say about majora's mask again actually one thing i will say i think another game came out recently could have taken a cue from Majora's Mask in terms of uh, quantity over quality. Quality over quantity. What did I say? <laughs> the other way around. Damn it. <laughs> almost had it. You almost had it. I knew what you were. I speak Andy. I knew what you were trying to say. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I look at the side quests in this game and it's like, wow, these are really fun and rewarding and finite. Like mm-hmm. there's only so many. But like I feel fulfilled when I like play this game and do all these side quests and do all this stuff because it's like they they just seem they seem at a higher level and maybe it's literally just because there's less but like I, I love the side quests in this game and I love I, yeah I, I love all the themes in this game it's an amazing game um, mm-hmm. I think it's what I think it's what Tears of the Kingdom wanted to be and I don't know for me that it quite got there I mean I think. I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like Majora's Mask has such an identity, and I don't think Tears was trying to replicate that. I think I think it could learn from Majora's Mask, but I don't think it was trying to be Majora's Mask. When I, um, when I say that, that like, I, I don't mean it's literally, like, trying to be, like, literally Majora's Mask. Of course not. What I mean is, like, it's trying to be a sequel that, okay. that stands okay. on its own legs, yeah. even though it's, like, being built off the engine of the of the of this incredibly famous and iconic game that came before it. I, mm-hmm. I think it was trying to just have that similar vibe and similar, I don't know, like staying power. And like, I guess identity is the word I'm looking for. Like it wanted to have like its own unique identity in the way that Majora's Mask did. And I, I don't know if it did that for me as, as we'll saying. talk about okay. when we get there. Yeah. All right. Let's keep on going here. Number four on the list. I was a little bit surprised to see this so high, actually. The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. <laughs> And I think I it's because our Waker. boy Christian Rosario rejoined the writing team after a couple years <laughs> off. Because this guy <laughs> loves the Wind Waker, man. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I like the Wind Waker. I ooh, I had it ranked at 12. So, like, dead middle. That's middle. Yeah. 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 I have it ranked at number five. It's always been pretty high on my list. It's just so cute and charming and has fun dungeons. The pacing is better in the Wii U. And so I actually really like it. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, re- there's some, and th- then there's some like really dark tones in the game that I love. I like, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the characters. I think the collectibles are great. I love the figurines. They're so cool. Um, Tingle is awesome in this game. And <laughs> Tingle's awesome in every game. He's like a slave driver. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah, this is just a fantastic game. I love this game. Yeah, I, I agree. I love, uh, um i love the wind waker like it's you know it's 12 on my list but like i still love the wind waker like it's Mm -hmm. being 12th on the the list of my favorite zelda games is like you're probably still one of my like top 50 games i've ever played you know Mm -hmm. um and and this certainly is like it's uh for everything that you said the the only thing that i think holds it back for me a little bit and um people could disagree with this and i'm sure that they will i just don't think it has like a great dungeon in it i think it has like a couple really good dungeons like i think um 
Tower of the Gods is probably the closest to it to mm-hmm. a great dungeon for me. And then the Earth Temple, I think it's gets close, but I hate having to control medley. So like I, I think that all the dungeons are just kind of like on a on a flat line level where like they're okay. And then like actually the Wind Temple sucks. I don't like the Wind Temple, but <laughs> I just I think if it had like one great du- actually we t- we talked about this on the Zelda Cast Top Tens with Cal available on Patreon.com forward slash SPNet where uh, we were saying like we were talking about our favorite ice areas in the game. It's a good thing you weren't on that show, Al. And yeah. uh, we were talking about the uh, the. I don't know what it's called, like the island in Wind Waker where you get the, uh, I think it's the steel boots or the either the hammer or whatever yeah. it is that you get. It's like you have yeah. five minutes to go and get whatever you need to go get. And I love that place. And I wish that that was a dungeon, like combined with the fire dungeon. Like, I think that would have been a wicked dungeon if you had like, you know, like the, the fire and ice dungeon going on. That would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Alas, that is not the case. Alas. So, oh, well. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's one that I had ranked a little bit lower, but that's okay. I... Can't wait to talk about number three and number two. And yeah. <laughs> I wonder, should we talk about them together? Or should we talk about them separate? Let's talk about them separately. Let's separate, yeah. Yeah. Number three. Looked like it was destined for number one one day, but in fact has slipped down this year. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's been at number two for the last, like, five years on our list. And falls yeah. down to number three. I'm curious where you had it on your list. Okay. So I was just looking at past years. I've had it at number three for basically, uh, except for last year, it looks like I had it at number two. But basically, since it came out, it was number three. Right. It has dropped down to number seven on my list. Oh, okay. And the problem is because one of the things that goes into my list is like, obviously, like, does it have great dungeons, art style, blah, 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 kind of like the stuff we do with our definitive ranking. But also I asked myself, would I like to play, like, if I had to go play a Zelda game right now, how likely am I to play this? And then Breath of the Wild used to be high, but now I can't help but think when I was making this list, and even today, I'm just like, but I could just play Tears of the Kingdom instead. Nailed it. Yep. Nailed it. So this, this it game really dropped on my ball. list too. Um, but yeah. it, it actually didn't drop as, as much as it did on your list. So I have Breath of the Wild ranked at number five. And it's okay. been it's been three or four consistently for the last like several years on my list as mm-hmm. well. And I think it's the curious case of Tears of the Kingdom because Mm -hmm. I think that, should we just segue into, because I feel like you can't really talk about one without the other in a way. Yeah. So Tears of the Kingdom came in at number two on the list. And uh, obviously no surprises for what's number one, we'll get there. But Tears of the Kingdom for me makes both Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild worse for me. Because like because <laughs> okay. of what you just said, because yeah. like, like I, I like Breath of the Wild more because it, it was first, it it was fresh, it was an experience that I had just like a blast with. I played it two times and like but like two times putting in like I don't know how many hours. God lord, lots of hours. Um so that I'm just like, man, this is like this is like one of the best games I've ever played. And I still think that's true. And then so when when I get to Tears of the Kingdom it's just like, well, this is just like Breath of the Wild. Like it's it's not it's not doing it for me. So like it, it kind of makes it worse, but then it makes Breath of the Wild worse too, because it's like, well, why would I ever play Breath of the Wild now when I have like the basically that game and Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. but just with more stuff. So like it's a very it's curious because like they they kind of like take away from each other to me. And when yeah. I I knew these games would rank high and uh and 
and I knew that, you know, I knew that everybody was going to be on the Tears of the Kingdom, like, train this year because it's so fresh and it just came out. Um, but I, I I felt bad for Breath of the Wild because I, I think it's one of the best games I've ever played. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's one of the best Zelda games ever. But, like, it, through no fault of its own, like, this other game that exists, I feel like just makes it worse in my mind for me, which may, which might not make sense to anybody listening, but it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the word worse. Um, I I just kind of, it feels a little, I don't even want to word, use the word obsolete now, but like when I consider the fact that. I mean, it kind of is though, right? Like. Yeah, I would always go back where, especially after the marathon and I'd be like, I'm not getting enough time playing bingo with everybody. I want to go back and play this game on my own. So I'm going to go home and August yeah. is usually my Breath of the Wild month where I replay Breath of the Wild. And now it's just like I can't imagine going back to it and like having a replay when I could go and play Tears and build stuff and fuse stuff and explore caves, which I love so much, and go up into the sky and dive from the sky. And like there's just so much like evolution in Tears that I'm like I could play this game and enjoy the experience much more than if I went back to Breath of the Wild. And I kind of feel bad because I feel like Breath of the Wild is going to keep falling on my list the longer I don't play it when I'm just going to be playing Tears instead. And Tears took second place on this list. It took second place on my list, which I was like really super shocked about. Not like, maybe not super shocked. I was I was pretty convinced it was going to be higher than Breath of the Wild on my list. But like considering some of the stuff that I'm like have issues with Tears of the Kingdom, I still mm-hmm. like like 9 out of 10 want to play this game more than a lot of the other Zelda games or think that it's still like an evolution and an incredible experience above a lot of other Zelda games so I still really love this game I'm eager to see how it kind of stays in my list like where it will go next year but yeah right now it's like super high number two okay well it's I'm one of the very few people that did not rank Tears of the Kingdom above Breath of the Wild and um and yeah, like for me, Tears of the Kingdom, I I don't know what it was, but it just and and you know what? Again, I was I was checking our reviews because we've got a bunch of nasty reviews from people just being like, "Why don't you love Tears of the Kingdom? Why are you? Did you even enjoy it?" <laughs> and to to those people, I would say like, yeah, like I did enjoy it, but like, it's not one of my favorite Zelda games, and and I and I think the reason for that, I think there's a few reasons. First, the obvious reason it's 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 Breath of the Wild, just updated. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not a leap forward in terms of the things that I value. Like yes, building stuff with Ultra Hand is great, but like I, I don't really like to build stuff in my video games. Like I don't I don't play Minecraft. I don't play I don't know other games where you can build stuff. Like that's just not that's not really my thing. Like I don't like I don't like farming Sims as we've said. So it's just kind of like whatever. Like get me to what I what I want to do. So. That, to me, was just kind of like, okay, like, whatever. And, and I think, and, and I'm going to acknowledge, too, like, I, I do, I was thinking about this as I was getting my coffee this morning, like, I wonder if part of the reason that this game fell short for me is because of what we do, Al, and, on Zelda yeah. Engine, for the podcast, Analyzing and for writing, everything. where, uh-huh. like, you know, we talked about it for weeks, for years, and there wasn't anything to talk about, so, like, it, it was... It was a frustrating for me, like long gap in between, and, and of course COVID happened, and blah 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 blah. I've talked about it a thousand times, but like 
I, I do acknowledge that that might have a, uh, an impact on my like ranking of breath of tears of the kingdom rather that other people wouldn't have, which, which mm-hmm. I think is fine. Like it's, you know, it's for everybody to decide themselves, but like, I just like there, there wasn't enough new there for me. Like the story structure was the same. The, the dungeon structure was the same. The, I mean, everything was the same. Um, I ranked a 10th on my list actually. Wow. Okay. So I had it, uh, like I had a link between worlds above it, legend of Zelda, four swords, adventures, uh, links, awakening, Majora's mask, all those other games. So I, I actually, I double checked. I, I've ranked, I ranked it the lowest out of everybody on the Zelda dungeon. Yeah. Team. You have the lowest rank. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, and, and eight people, eight people put tears of the kingdom as their number one game overall. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's going to come down next year, but, um, I just like, there's something about it that just, it, it, it devalues Breath of the Wild to me, but it also devalues Tears of the Kingdom to me. So it's, it's kind of appropriate that it has like the Ouroboros. Cause like, I feel like both of them are kind of cannibalizing each other to me on my own list. Now, before anybody yeah. leaves us a crappy review, it's just my list. If you love Tears of the Kingdom, that's amazing. If you never played Breath of the Wild and, and you just played Tears of the Kingdom, this is probably the best game you've ever played by far. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm 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 curious to see where it goes on my list in years forward. You know, one thing that I will say, Al, and I were we, were you playing Breath of the Wild this year at the marathon? No, I wasn't. They did a different gimmick this year. They did, and that gimmick looked really fun. It and did I, look I like think a lot I would fun. like to do that. Where like mm-hmm. maybe next time I play Breath of the Wild, I'm just gonna do like I'm gonna go in. And do one divine beast, and then a second, and then a third, then a fourth, then the DLC, and then finish, you know, finish the the castle, and like not get every shrine, not do every side quest, not do every shrine quest, just go on that adventure and like bring my own structure to that game. And I think like that is really fun. And maybe there's a, a future where I do that with Tears of the Kingdom as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, like Te- Tears of the Kingdom to me, it's just like. It, too much it's too much like it's too much of a good thing um you know like i i love chicken wings but after my 70th chicken wing i'm just like dang i'm full <laughs> you know oh man i don't care what yeah. kind of sauce is on that wing <laughs> yeah i had somebody message me and be like i disagree with you about the linearity of the story of tears of the kingdom and i'm not i want to like I want to like rehash that really quickly and just say I don't think that the story isn't linear. I just think that it has it it's um there's an issue with the fact that you could do it all like whenever, however, whatever instead of being forced to do it in order. Like of course the story has linearity because there is a line to the story. It's just yeah. that you, you could do it in a zigzag order if you wanted and that's what I struggle with. So I, right. I had somebody kind of come for me and argue with me about that and i'm like i'm not saying it's not linear i'm just saying you could do it not linear which is what i did and i don't like that we're here it's finally time (laughs) for the sixth year in a row oh my god the best zelda ever as voted by zelda dungeon is the legend of zelda ocarina of time that feels good to say That feels good to say. To the surprise of absolutely nobody, this is my number. It's my number one. It's my number one game. It's my number one too. Eight first place finishes. Let's talk about that for a second. This game, Ocarina of Time, that was released 25 years ago, is so freaking awesome. It managed to beat out Tears of the Kingdom, which released like eight months ago, 
mm-hmm. and everybody's played for like the last year. This game is so incredible that it's still beat it out. Uh, yep. What can you say? What can you say about Ocarina of Time? This is the greatest game of all time. This is the greatest game of all time. I'm saying that twice because it's true. This game does everything right. It, it set up so many important, not only for Zelda, for video games. Set up so many important things, became industry standards overnight. It's it's a it's the greatest game of all time. It is yeah. it is legendary, timeless, flawless. Ocarina of Time. Mm. Ocarina of Time. I don't know what else I could add to that. I mean, it's 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 the poster boy. I'm pretty sure I say this every year. It's the poster boy of the Zelda series. And I know some people get gripe at us a little bit about loving Ocarina of Time so much, but like, how could you not? It's I so will not apologize timeless. for that. Yeah, it's so timeless. I feel like it just it continues to hold up year after year. It's one of those. If I'm like thinking I want to play a Zelda game, I probably might most likely reach for Ocarina of Time first. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it it deserves the number one slot. I'm so curious for one year when it isn't. Like, what's gonna happen? You know. I thought if ever it wasn't going to be number one, it was going to be this. It year. was going to be this year. Yeah. Because yeah. I I was ready for Tears of the Kingdom to be number one, and I I wasn't going to be happy about it. But I was like, at least I understand. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I just like. This game is just so absolutely exceptional that it, it just, like, transcends, like, time and space. Like, this game is, is unbelievable. <laughs> like, no matter what the demographic, no matter how many newcomers play, like, it's and it's not even that, like, all these writers, like, you know, you saw that a lot of people had, um, there was an equal amount of people this year that had Ocarina of Time and Tears of the Kingdom in their first place. But, like... Mm-hmm. If you if you go down the list and like if if Ocarina of Time isn't somebody's number one overall choice, it's usually their second or it's usually in their top three. And like I I mean I think let's take a look at the stats. The lowest that somebody would have ranked Ocarina of Time, Alex, uh, would be <laughs> would be what thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. Yeah. So actually, that's that's lower than uh, than Tears of the Kingdom. But I think if you were to take a look, like that's probably a one off. And other than that, there's like not that many low ranking lists. So I I want to get yeah. the, the I want to get the numbers from Rod like w- the exact numbers of Ocarina of Time and Tears like how close did it come to flipping? Um, you know. Um I can tell you that right now actually. Hold on. Okay. Cuz I have a feeling it's really close. Let's see. It was close. Yeah. It was razor thin actually. Ooh. Oh you wow. You know the final point total? Okay. So so Tears and Ocarina obliterated everything else obliterated yeah so tears of the kingdom had 532 points you want to know how many ocarina of time had 533 534 wow alex if only you ranked it like two more two more ranks down you would have done it (laughs) i yeah i i'm glad that that didn't happen because i just i can't i can't live in a world where where Tears of the Kingdom beats out Ocarina of Time for the greatest Zelda <laughs> game ever. And luckily I don't have to because yeah. for the sixth year in a row, Ocarina of Time is the best Zelda ever. Last year, I uh, when I was writing up this list, I'm just going to repeat what I said last year. And I was like, I don't know what else to say. So I'm just going to play some word associations. I'm going to throw out a couple words about Ocarina of Time that I th- still think apply. So let's go. Towering. Trailblazing. Brave irreplaceable 
enduring, and eternal. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. The best Zelda go. ever. The goat. Good list. Good it's list. A good list. You got to go read this article, guys. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a great article. So, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, oh, my. That was, yeah, that was, a, that was a doozy of a show. We're, uh, yep. we're going, we're clocking in some overtime today. But before we get out of here, Al, I think we should run down what we got coming for the next couple weeks of the Zelda cast here. Okay. Um, so, as mentioned, next week, we're taking it off because it's Christmas. We're going to mm-hmm. spend it with our loved ones and do uh, Christmassy stuff. Uh, and that goes, if, if you're uh, an Omega Metroid fan too, we're taking a, the week off of Omega. Uh, virtual Theater, we just recorded yesterday. So so there will be no Spateri podcast going on for uh, for next week. After that, we're back on the first, uh, we're back on New Year's Day, the 1st of January, 2024. We're going to be reviewing the year that was in uh, 2023. And then the week after that, we are going to be looking forward and discussing what we want from Zelda in the year 2024. That's coming on the 7th of January. After that, we had to delay the episode a little bit, but we're finally doing it. We're bringing Cyberpunk Zelda back. I've got a wicked pitch that I'm going to pitch Al. I'm going to pitch Adriel about what uh, what I want to see for another Cyberpunk Zelda game. I've been watching Batman and Robin. i got a lot of ideas, Al. i got a okay. lot of ideas. Okay. Uh, so I'm excited for that. And hopefully somewhere along the ride there, we have like some Switch 2 news because I'm dying for Switch 2 news. Yeah, um, Andy, your prediction, it's not happening. It's not looking good, is it? It's not no, looking good. No, one week left of the, well, two weeks left of the year. I got to get my uh, my uncle at Nintendo to to give a little <laughs> nudge to his bosses here. <laughs> tell him tell him to get ca- get working on that uh, Switch 2 reveal, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's not looking so good. Um, we still, uh, I don't know exactly when, but we're going to, we have some Link to the Past content coming up in 2024. We got some horizon forbidden west content yeah forbidden west i'm excited yeah, about that i'm stoked about i better that, get, i better buy that game so yeah, we can play it together i've been told that uh that it's it's in my stocking this year so okay hopefully I'll... i was good um but yeah that that is going to do it i guess for us today we've been we've been going for a long 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 time here so mm-hmm. let's let's get out of here al okay um and let's start off by of course wishing everybody listening a magical holidays and a wonderful new year uh we will be back before well at least we'll be recording before the new year so if you want to come hang out with us on the 31st we're going to be recording but if not if if we don't see any of you before then uh, everybody have a safe new year and and a wonderful holidays um that being said we're getting out of here we are signing off for the christmas break of course we want you to check us out wherever you are on social media. We're at the ZeldaCast, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. Uh, check us out over on Twitch. We stream these episodes every week. And I've got a schnazzy Santa beard on right now. And Al's got her best... What's what's the baby Yoda's name again? Grogu. Grogu. Grogu <laughs> Christmas sweater. It's very cute. The name Grogu, though, that's not very cute. I like baby Yoda. Better. I love Grogu. It's a cute name. It fits him well. Okay. Uh, so we do that over on twitch.tv forward slash ZeldaCast. You can come check us out there. Of course, we also upload clips of the show over to our Zelda Engine YouTube page. So come and uh, watch our lovely faces as we do our thing every week. Uh, we got a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash SPNet where we have a bonus show go out every month. Uh, not only a bonus show for the Zelda side, but there's some Metroid stuff. There's some virtual theater stuff over there. So go and check it out. And of course, we want you to like, subscribe, rate, review, recommend, all that good stuff wherever you get your podcast. Uh, If you've got a Zelda fan in your life, tell them where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. And with that, my friends, 
That brings us to the end of this marathon episode, but we of course are wishing you a wonderful holiday and a Merry Christmas, and we'll see everybody back here in two weeks' time. Until then, everybody, take care.